spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. And I look to my left and my surprise guest host today is... <laughs> hey, I'm back. Take a couple, couple days vacation. Came back just in time for the president. To come to Arizona, not our border, but to come to Arizona. We're going to carry his press conference here in uh, just a couple of minutes. Uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Uh, this is going to go in uh, Phoenix, and it is a big deal. Huge. It is a big deal. Uh, our economy is going to be helped by it. Uh, there are going to be thousands of jobs. Uh, that is good that are going to be created. I know that the president before he left uh, was asked this at the White House. Why go to a border state and not visit the border? Why go to a border state and not visit the border? That's Why go to a border state and not visit the border? Okay, so let's just if you couldn't hear that, there are more important things going on. And is he right? Because as, as much as you and I talk about the border, and as much as we know how this administration has ignored the border, um, we also understand the economy. Yeah. And we know what these semiconductor plants are going to do in, in, in Arizona. It is a big deal. It's huge. So is the president right when he goes, listen, I'm going to Arizona, but I'm not going to the border because I've got something more important. Yeah. These these things are massive. Just to give you guys an idea, uh, the company that's moving in here, the, uh, the the Taiwanese company that's moving here, they basically manufacture all but maybe 15 or 20 percent of all the chips in the world. If China decided yeah. that they were going to go into Taiwan and attack them. Which they have said they could and might do. And it will happen in Xi's lifetime, as he has said. Okay. The reality is is the, the glow would be screwed. You're, you're, you think supply chains are bad now? Good luck trying to get a new phone. Good luck trying to get a new car. Good luck because we produce 10%, maybe. Yeah. Uh, China does just 5%. There's a chip in everything. Yeah. How about you want a new air conditioning unit? There's a chip in there. Yeah. You like your phone? Yeah. You like your car? You know, like 12, 13, right. 1400 chips in those cars? It's insane. And this could globally destroy. So the fact that they're doing this is great, but yeah. we need hundreds of these, not just these two, but this is a great start. Okay. So we're waiting on uh, the President of the United States. We're going to take his uh, comments live here on KTAR, probably in the next minute or so. He will, you know, take the stage. Uh, and so he is here. Let's tell you who else is here. Uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook is here. There are a lot of important people here. Yeah. Matt. He said today he is going to be that they're going to be buying chips from this facility. How about that? Which, by the way, uh, all the chips, I think every chip it comes from this uh, company for Fox. I mean, for Foxconn, which puts all these chips inside the phones. So that's huge. Uh, they're going to do a lot of good things here. And it's huge. Forty billion bucks are pointing in this thing. Right. Uh, Senator Mark Kelly is here. You've got a lot of representatives of Congress uh, here. I'm seeing Democrats like uh, Grijalva. Uh, Ruben Gallego, Ducey, O'Halloran, uh, Stanton. Let's go to that. Uh, Governor Doug Ducey obviously is here uh, at this press conference. Governor-elect Katie Hobbs, you get the mayor of Phoenix, Kate Gallego. As I said, Tim uh, Cook, um, Michael Crow is there. Uh, Gabby Giffords is here. Yeah. I mean, the, the se- secretary of the Department of Commerce is here. I mean, there are a lot. This delegation is impressive. Uh, and these semiconductors, man, this is a big, this plant is a big, big deal. So one of the questions we're going to try and answer later is, is Biden right? That this is, is this more important than the border? If you had to put it in a top two. Okay? Globally yeah. and for the country, yes. For us in Arizona, 
Uh, still, I mean, that, that's a that's a tough that's a, a tough, tough one because you've ignored this, uh-huh. and the reality is, you guys passed this Chips Act earlier this year. You've got this going now. This nightmare has been going on almost two years underneath your watch. You could have come here earlier, and I saw today. Apparently, he's supposed to go to Mexico in January. Okay, all right, but he's so, got to figure out how do I fly without going over the border. I know. So we go out to well, the ocean and we turn around. How's that work? Yeah, no, because I think a lot of people are like, "Why, President, the President Biden? Why? Yeah, first of all, he didn't come to Arizona to campaign. No, before he won the presidency, didn't come for the midterms. No, he did not come for the midterms. Um, he hasn't been here. This is the first time he's here since he's become president. Yeah. Easily. And I mean, before, we know that, you know, kind of hiding in the basement, that's what we all said, which was kind of true. So, you know, this is the state that actually voted for you, Mr. President. They didn't, you know, you got more votes than Trump here. And you've ignored us. Absolutely. 100%. You've ignored us. You've ignored the border. And you did now, the worst thing ever by putting the vice president on the on the job. Which was a really, really stupid idea. Absolutely. You put someone on the job on the border in the vice president who doesn't feel passionate about the border. And I think I'm, I'm sounding a little bit like Doug Ducey. That's exactly what the governor said when this happened. And you know what? Our governor was right. She doesn't care about the border. No. She's not passionate about the border. you got to find somebody who's passionate about the border. And you're not interested in Title 42. We've got a Democratic senator here that represents us in D.C. who's trying to find some sort of border fix for the next year or so so they can come up with comprehensive right. immigration reform. How do we replace Title 42? She's working with Republicans to at least try to do something. And the reality is, is uh, you know, uh, the, the White House has shot that down in a lot of ways. So any second, we're going to go to the press conference live as the president of the United States is here. The Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company has upped its investment in the United States. And uh, what they've announced even today is that it's building a second semiconductor factory in Arizona and raising its investment there here, I guess you should say, from 12 to 40 billion. That's big money. 12 billion to 40 billion. And Biden is going to speak uh, about this live. And as we said, everybody, anybody who's anybody is there. You've got uh, you've got Governor Ducey. You've got the governor elect Hobbs. You've got Tim Cook from Apple. You've got Michael Crow from ASU. You've got every Democrat who sits in Congress, I think, for Arizona there. Uh, so this is this is a big deal. It is it is a big deal. So the White House is also saying that the new plants will give a decisive edge to our military, yeah, and our economy. Uh, and this is a time where you you know you mentioned competition with China is heating up, China. Yeah, I mean, China's locked everybody down. They're still going zero COVID. Ugh, They're slowing down, uh, you know, the, 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 the world economy. And it, it just doesn't seem like they know what they're doing in this day and age. No, no, I don't, I don't think they do. They're if somebody desperate. sneezes, honestly, in China, they take you into custody. They think you have COVID. Did you see the person they pulled out of their apartment the other day who knew somebody who had covid so they assumed that they had covid and the it was it was dystopian watching these people in hazmat suits drag a human being out who doesn't and hasn't tested positive no, for covid it's, it's insane it's ridiculous and so say these these uh, the, the the manufacturers that are coming to Arizona they're being built uh, so many people are going to be able to get jobs it's a really really positive thing for our state all right uh, we're awaiting uh, Biden. He's going to uh, speak live at the press conference. We're told this is going to happen any second. So as soon as it does, we're going to go to it. Um, the president of the United States in Phoenix. And we'll continue to talk about it. We'll carry the press conference live in just a moment on KTAR. We're going now to President Biden live in North Phoenix. 
I don't know if any of you have any seats, but if you have a seat, please take them. I once said that when I first became president, and they said, Biden is so slow, he doesn't realize there are no seats out here. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Mark, for the introduction. I appreciate it very much. Your company's commitment to building, as you put it, is a vibrant, a vibrant semiconductor ecosystem in the United States. And that's what we're doing with your help. Thank you to everyone at TSMC, especially Morris Chang, who founded this company in 1987 and uh, grew it into a global giant. But the most significant thing about him is his wife, Sophie. I tell you, believe it or not, Sophie worked in my first senatorial campaign when I ran for the Senate. True story. So I owe an awful lot to this company. We had a lieutenant governor named S.B. Wu and his wife Kathy were on my staff, and they got her involved. And so I want to I want to thank her very much for that. Mayor, thanks for welcoming us to your city. And uh, Gov, uh, you and I are different sides, but we see and share the same vision as Arizona is a hub, literally a hub for tech for technical change that's going to take place, and that's well underway. Governor-elect Hobbs, is she Governor-elect Hobbs here? I don't think. Gov, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you're starting off in the right place. This is going to be an incredible asset to the state of Arizona. A special thanks to the incredible Arizona Democratic members of Congress who flew out with me today from Washington. Senator Kelly, you deliver for Arizona every single day, including including on the Chips and Science Act, which will bring jobs to this state and would not be law without you. And that's no that's not hyperbole. Arizona is lucky to have you fighting for them in the, for the next six years. And Gabby Gifford, a great friend, is here as well. Uh, when I gave Gabby the Presidential Medal of Freedom this summer, I said she was one of the most courageous people I've ever known. People of Tucson elected her to the Congress three times because they trusted her, they believe in her, and she's the embodiment, the embodiment of that core American trait. Never, ever, ever, ever give up, and she never does. And I want to thank Senator Sinema, who can't be with us today. She's in Washington working on another major piece of legislation. A tremendous advocate for the people of, of Arizona and a leader in so many issues important to this state. Four of Arizona's representatives are here with me, Reuben, Greg, Tom, and Raul. And uh, where, where are you guys? And they, we flew out together. They're still talking to me. <laughs> anyway, thank you, gentlemen, very much for all you've done to get us here today. And uh, champions for the constituents working to build an economy that doesn't leave anyone behind. Doesn't leave anyone behind. Gina Raimondo is an outstanding Secretary of Commerce, a fierce champion of U.S. industry, especially the sem semiconductors. I want to thank you to the business leaders here today. Tim Cook of Apple. Where are you, Tim? He buys a few of these little chips. Uh, and uh, he's, a, he's a small customer here at this outfit. Between 25 and 35 percent of their... But anyway, uh, I hope they're treating you well. <laughs> and Sanjay of Micron. Sanjay has represented more than 
two dozen tech and manufacturing companies, and you're here because you're seeing what we're all seeing. American manufacturing is back, folks. American manufacturing is back. I recently uh, took a trip literally around the world, starting in Egypt and ending up in Guam and finally coming home, ending with a meeting in Indonesia with the G20. The countries with many of the largest economies in the world. And what was clear in those meetings is the United States is better positioned than any other nation to lead the world economy in the years ahead if we keep our focus. There's a strong sense from many, from all the world leaders of the resiliency of the American economy. And uh, we're seeing it here at home with investments like the one we're talking about today. Together, with the help of your elected leaders here today, we've had an extraordinary two years of progress. We passed the American Rescue Plan, keeping tens of thousands of cops, firefighters, teachers, first responders on the job in all 50 states when revenues dropped because of the, lake, the nature of the economy. We fully vaccinated more than 220 million people. We're rebuilding our infrastructure, fixing our roads, our bridges, our airports, strengthening American manufacturing by creating 750,000 manufacturing jobs just since I've become president. And what I'm most excited about is people are starting to feel a sense of optimism as they see the impact of the achievements in their own lives. It's going to accelerate in months ahead. And as part of the broad story about the economy we're building that works for everyone, one, of the grow, one that grows from the bottom up and the middle out that positions Americans to win the economic competition of the 21st century. When we grow it that way, the poor have a shot, the middle class do well, and the wealthy do very well. My dad used to have a saying. He said, you say, a job is about a lot more than a paycheck, Joey. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about being able to look your child in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Thousands of Arizonans are going to be able to look their kid in the eye because of what you're doing here today and saying, honey, it's going to be okay and mean it. Back in April 2021, I met with Mark and other industry leaders. TSMC had made a $12 billion investment here in Phoenix to build the first fab to make semiconductors in the United States. Now the equipment is ready to move in. Next year, commercial operations are going to begin. And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. They'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, three nano chips, the three nano chip, chips that are three nano. And you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nano, no, no. I don't know. But look, these are the most advanced semiconductor chips on the planet. The chips will power iPhones and MacBooks, as Tim Cook can attest. Apple had to buy all the advanced chips from overseas. Now they're going to bring more of their supply chain here home. It could be a game changer. All told, TSMC is investing $40 billion here in Arizona, the largest foreign investment in the history of this state. Over 10,000 construction jobs and 10,000 high-tech jobs will be created. And I want to thank everyone in this company for making this happen. And I know our host won't mind my pointing out that America invented the chip. Morris Chang was a pioneer in the era of graduating from MIT and getting his start at Texas Instrument. Federal investment helped reduce the cost of those chips, creating a market and an entire industry that America led. 
Over 30 years ago, America had more than 30% of the global chip production. Then something happened. American manufacturing, the backbone of our economy, began to get hollowed out. Companies moved jobs overseas. Today, today we're down to producing only around 10% the world's chips, despite leading the world in research and design of new chip technologies. But folks, where is it written? Where is it written that America can't lead the world once again in manufacturing? I don't know where that's written. And we're proving it can. Not just here in America. Micron is investing $100 billion to build semiconductor factories in Syracuse, New York. Intel is investing $20 billion to do the same in Ohio. IBM is investing $20 billion in Poughkeepsie, New York, or this one up there. These investments are helping us build and strengthen the supply chain here in America. I want to be clear. As we build a stronger supply chain, our allies and partners are building alongside us as well. Some of the companies here today are customers that are going to buy these chips made here. Some are suppliers that are going to help make these chips. And they're all, they all depend on a strong supply chain. That's why we're doing what we're doing here in Arizona matters across the country and around the world. Folks, as we see here in Phoenix, the United States is a top destination for companies across the globe looking to make investments because we have a world-class, highly skilled, committed workforce, union labor. And more than, you can clap for that. More than 3,000 union workers, most highly trained and best in the world, are helping build this fab. The second fab we built with union labor as well, and we're working with companies, community colleges, technical schools, universities, union-led apprentice programs and training programs. I've had a conversation with the Business Roundtable, all the major chambers of commerce. The reason why business should be hiring union folks, if you don't mind my saying, is simple. They're the best in the world. We're the single greatest technicians in the world. We're the best laborers in the world. And you build the best products. But you don't just decide that you want to be a pipe fitter or electrician like most people think. It takes four or five years of hard work as an apprentice. It's like going to college. You're the best trained workers in the world, and Wall Street didn't build this country, although there's a lot of good folks there. The middle class built the country, and unions built the middle class. As I said, we're making a once-in-a-generation investments in our nation's roads, bridges, railroads, ports, airports, lead-free water systems, high-speed Internet. The biggest investment in American infrastructure since Eisenhower's interstate highway system. And here in Phoenix, we're building a new taxiway for Sky Harbor Airport to cut down how long planes wait to take off and arrive at a gate after landing. We're making flying in and out of Phoenix smoother and more economic. We're building a pedestrian bicycle bridge across the river in South Phoenix, extending light rail to connection families in South Phoenix with jobs and opportunities downtown. Down the road in, 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 in Buckeye, Core Power is making lithium-ion batteries to power electric vehicles and electric grid storage. It's a $1.2 billion investment. It's going to create thousands of good manufacturing jobs, 90% of which don't require a college degree, and yet you get a good wage. 
And we're replacing Phoenix diesel buses with new models powered by clean energy to significantly reduce pollution, especially for the folks getting on and off of those buses. Diesel exhaust can really make people sick. That's why we've been helping school districts all across America electrify their school buses to help kids avoid childhood asthma. And as of and, and as of now, more than 326,000 households in America in Arizona are getting affordable high-speed internet thanks to our investment in infrastructure. With much more to come. When Arizonans see the big picture in your hometowns, cranes going up, shovels in the ground, workers with hard hats, I want you to feel the way I feel: pride. Pride. We can do what we can do together is just anything, virtually anything. Folks, here's the bottom line. Our approach to building the economy of the future is from the bottom up and the middle out. That's working. We've added jobs every single month of my presidency, 10.5 million new jobs, 750,000 of them, manufacturing jobs, exports are up, which means we're making things here in America and shipping the products overseas rather than shipping the jobs overseas to make things overseas and bring them back home. And we have much more to do. All this is why the economy grew 2.9% last quarter. And now inflation, the grocery store is coming down. Prices of things like clothing, televisions, appliances are going down. And there's good news for the holiday season. Gas prices have fallen below the levels they are before Putin's invasion of Ukraine. It's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels as we keep our job market resilient. We could see setbacks along the way, to state the obvious. But we're laser focused on this. And all the hard work is making a real difference for people, including folks right here in Arizona, like Patricia McKinley who owns her own small trucking business here in Phoenix. She has five employees. The pandemic hit her company hard. But these new infrastructure projects for Arizona mean more work for her and her team, a chance to grow her business, to secure her, her, her business. And Paul Sarosa, who grew up picking seasonal product, uh, seasonal produce here in Arizona. His parents believed in education. So Paul went to college and studied business. He launched a cleaning business. Now he has over 100 employees in his company. TSMC is now his biggest customer. And now they're expanding into Phoenix. Paul will be hiring a lot more workers. These are countless stories like these across the country where people are benefiting from what you all are doing. People working hard every day, never giving up, seizing every opportunity they can to get ahead. That's who this is about. Folks like Patricia and Paul. And they're why I'm unapologetic about fighting for American workers and getting the economy to work for working people. Let me close with this. It's been a rough few years for hardworking Americans, for businesses as well. A lot of families, and a lot of families, things are still pretty rough. But... They're bright spots where America is reasserting itself. And the innovation and manufacturing boom here in Arizona is one of those places. I ask leaders of companies like TSMC this question. When the United States decides to invest considerable resources in a new industry that we need to build up, does that encourage business or to get them in the game or does it discourage them? The answer is it encourages them. Federal investment attracts private sector investment, creates jobs and industry, and it demonstrates we're all in this together. And that's what today's about. I've never been more optimistic, and I mean this, I've been around a long while. 
as you can see. <laughs> but I've never been more optimistic about America's future, and I really mean that. Never. We're building a better America. We just have to keep going. And I know we can. We're proving it's never, ever, ever, ever been a good bet to bet against America. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Folks, you just have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America. And there is virtually nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we work together. Not a single thing. So let's go keep this moving. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, there you have it, uh, President Joe Biden here in town. Uh, big press conference. Uh, the United States of America, our president, is here. First time in many years uh, that he has come here. Didn't come here to he campaign. He forgets Arizona's a state. Well, I, he forgets about our border, but uh, there's a lot to, to dig through with this press conference. Yeah. If you're just joining us, it's Gatos and Chad Show. We just gave you the press conference live here on KTAR of President Joe Biden. And so we've got these semiconductors that, you know, y- you've really researched these things. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we're talking about chips. We're talking about semiconductors. And people are like, well, gosh, it's a, well, people like me. Wow, is that over my head? Here's the thing. What we are going to build here in, in Phoenix, Arizona, will go in cars. We'll go in air conditioning units. We'll go in your phone. Are you on a laptop right now? There, there's a chip that will go in that. You, you print, got a Keurig chip? You got to print something later? There's chip. a chip in that. We are going to build uh, these chips. And we found out that the, the, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company upping its investment. Um, it's from, I guess, uh, $12 billion to $40 billion. Anybody who's anybody was at this press conference yeah. uh, where Joe Biden was speaking. Uh, our governor, our governor-elect, many members of Congress. Um, you had Senator uh, Kelly there. So so it, this is a big deal. It's always a big deal when the president comes to town, A. And B, uh, Arizona's economy is going to shoot through the roof because of this kind of stuff. And that is a very good thing. It's a huge thing. This is a great opportunity for us here. And it is a, it is a, it's, it's a great thing for us. I mean, granted, we're all thinking, well, why isn't he coming to the border? We get that. Yeah. But this is something that's needed. And we're still so far behind when it comes to where it has to go. And understand that China's looking over. They've got issues, too, with manufacturing of these chips. But across the bay from them, there is Taiwan. And Taiwan has all the chips in the world anybody could need. And that's why getting everything out of there and having Tim Cook there today is huge because people are pressuring Apple. You need to get out of China now. Right. And if they get out of China now, think about if Apple gets out of China now, where are they going to get their chips from to put in the phones? Yeah. And by the way, Arizona, Apple's Apple's worth to China cannot be measured. It is so massive. If they were to bounce right now, it could cripple them across the board. So, uh, you know, it's it's being smart and getting ahead of this. This is a long game, and we got to, it's a first step in it. It's good. All right. So, uh, you just listened to the President of the United States. We carried the press conference live here on KTAR. And, you know, there were all these talk of two fabs in Arizona. Semiconductors. Chips. Did you bring up waffles? Is that what you brought yeah, up? Waffles. These are other, these are other like things they is, produce. They're going to produce 600,000 waffles right. here, apparently. It's not a waffle like you think. Yeah. No, wait, but, wait, it's like a, what is it, a piece of technology? Yeah, it's a piece of technology. It's not delicious. It would like be we great, all, though, if they exactly. were producing those waffles. You guys didn't know they're the biggest <laughs> waffle people in the world? What? <laughs> Uh, but that's important. Again, another huge important thing that, that we have to do here. Okay. So uh, how about the jobs? How many jobs is this going to create? 
Um, and, and here's the other thing. How many Arizonans will take these jobs? See, are people going to come in from all parts of America or all parts of the world? So that's the other thing you have to think. Because you're like, okay, sitting here in Arizona, yep, they're going to build these places. Yep, it's going to be big. Yep, we've got thousands and thousands of jobs. Will Arizonans be getting these jobs? Absolutely. And you know what? One of the things you didn't mention, Michael Crow was there today. Yes, he was. One thing that he has done since he's taken over ASU is grow that technology side of it along with all of the other stuff and that is going to be massive because these kids who come here and they love it here and they oh my god it's great i came from buffalo they can't be here it's beautiful in the winter and stuff they are going to have opportunity to stay here and 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 there's going to be opportunity you know we have a chance to turn into a mini silicon valley when it comes to a certain production side that is huge for us uh so there'll be jobs both on the tech side building was again ten thousand construction jobs as well so yeah this is a good thing Across the board. Uh, that being said, though, I just you know, I mean, again, we're all still asking why couldn't you just stop by the border? We'll but get to that. We'll get to that. I just can't, let me let know. me let me piggyback on something you said. Uh, Michael Crow was there. Yes. Okay. Technology. Massive. We we had a lunch. Bef- what was it before COVID with Crow? Yep. Right okay. before. Right before it all hit. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to remember. Okay. It was just we had just we'd been on the air for a couple of weeks and we went right. out to lunch with him. Yes. And we had peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We did. What he told us, you want to talk about technology at ASU yeah. and why Michael Crow was here at this press conference where Biden was. Uh, he was telling us a couple of years ago about how at ASU they have robots that will teach students calculus. Not just students, anybody. If yeah. you want to learn calculus, they'll yeah. have a robot teach you. Right. You don't, you and the robot, it's, it's pretty interesting. I don't understand how it all works. What I did understand was the robot will find a way to teach that person in the best, because everybody's because of different. the AI. But remember, will, everybody's different. Everybody learns differently. The robot will figure out how a unique person can learn calculus yeah. compared to another person. The robot may have, to, may have to teach me in a, different way, teach in a me. different way to teach mm-hmm. you. And, and the thing about the, about him and the way that he's gone about showing, if you guys, I've read his book. His book is amazing. What he did at Columbia and what he's done here and how he's transformed so much of 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 this with the technology. That's why you're going to see more companies like this come here. You know, you've got Lucid out by me and several other big ones. But the thing is, it's also finding the manufacturing side of people, which has always been the tough part, because this is a different kind of manufacturing than we would see in cars and stuff as far as building the outside of a car all right president of the united states in uh phoenix he just spoke we carried it live we're going to continue to talk about why he is here why he didn't go to the border uh but what is what does arizona's economy look like you know they're saying this is the largest foreign investment in the history of arizona we've got two fabs that are being built yeah all right stick around we've got more on the way here on the gatos and chad show KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Yeah! All right, President Joe Biden here in Phoenix. So he met Ducey, I guess Ducey met him at the tarmac. Uh, And it seemed like they had a chat for, what, two, three minutes? There was no finger in the face like Jan Brewer and Obama when it came to the border. I've got to wonder if Ducey said anything to Biden about the border. Because, again... 
You know, it is most of the time, most governors will meet the president at the airport. It's the right thing to do. It doesn't matter what party you're in. Yes. It's the president of the United States. If you're the sitting governor, you go over there and you you welcome the president, just like Jan Brewer did with Barack Obama, just like uh, Doug Ducey did today with, with Joe Biden. But it was a two or three minute conversation. And it's like, uh, you know, we mentioned it last week. How do you handle that if you're Ducey? Because you got a minute or two with the president, who, by the way, probably won't take your phone call unless it's a hurricane, right? Yeah, there's a tragedy. Obviously, yeah. that's what we're. They don't you know, take I mean, your phone the, call. The politics goes away. But is he taking your call about the border? No. no. Is it, you were out there and you couldn't get a visit with him. Right. Remember that? He was out there. Right. He sent letters. Right. He's done it. I mean, outside of a, a carrier pigeon, which may be <laughs> Biden being of, of the elder statesman right. that he right. is, it might be easier for him to get the carrier pigeon. What do you think that two to three minute conversation was like? Was it the niceties? Was it the chatting? Was it a stop and chat? Was it a nice, hey, it's good to see you. Hey, you're doing a great. Well, I don't think either of them would say that. I probably do you think, think, do you think, do you think Ducey dropped the hammer and said, listen, you're killing me on the border. He probably said, hey, you know, it's good to have you here, Mr. President. We're excited about this. I do want to talk to you about the border, though. We've got to find some time. you got to get yourself out here. I don't think it was the wagging of the finger. Obviously not. No. But I do think there was there had to be some talk of border and what's going on there because especially with us what it was it 15 days away now from uh the going away of title 42 there has to be something that was said there because i mean here because you don't want to saddle the next governor who isn't really prepared and and you know who's probably not going to do anything on the border i don't think it's going to be her main priority outside of taking down those shipping containers i don't think she's going to jump all over that first of all she shouldn't take down the containers no I think that's kind of a bad look. Uh, if they are on property that they shouldn't be on. Federal land or, or then, maybe you know, reservation. Yeah, then absolutely. you can talk about taking some of it down. Yeah. Um, but again, if, if I'm Katie Hobbs, do I go out of my way to remove some of that stuff? I don't. And I don't think it's a good look for her. It's not like this is the, the, the you know, Ducey has come up with this incredible plan to stop people from crossing the border with the shipping containers. But... You know, it's gonna it's gonna take more money to take them down. And the other Just thing leave is, them up. they're you know talk. You know, they're, what are they saying that they are funneling a vast majority of, of families and stuff into an area that makes it easier for them to you know essentially be contained and taken in. Right. And maybe by saying I'm gonna take them down and then not doing it, maybe if you're serious about you know building some wall and doing some stuff, that you're gonna get a phone call and you're like, hey, you're a Democrat. Why are you doing this? Well, yeah. because you're not dealing well, with the issue. Let's go down that road. So. Katie Hobbs will take office in mid-January. Yeah. And so she's a Democrat. Does she have the ear of the president, who is also a Democrat? Because, I mean... Where is Hobbs? To, where is she? Well, yeah, that where? was funny. Well, yeah. Hey, honey, where are you? No, I don't think he said honey. Hey, sugar lumpkins. That's not what he said. Here's what he said, you... Governor-elect Hobbs, or she, Governor-elect Hobbs she here. Governor I'm, I'm just glad he said she. Yeah. Because, like, you know, so, sometimes he has no idea who these people are. No, no. You know, like, you know, hey, Governor Hobbs, where are you? Governor-elect Hobbs, or she, Governor-elect Hobbs here. I didn't get that. Did you get any of that? Is she governor-elect? Uh, wise man Steve Zinsmeister, will you do me a favor and try and transcribe that for me? Because I did not get that. All right, here we go. Governor-elect Hobbs, or she, Governor-elect Hobbs here. Governor-elect Hobbs, is she... Uh, is she governor-elect? Governor-elect. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I thought he said Kamala in there. Governor-elect Hobbs, is she governor-elect Hobbs here? I don't think... What do you mean you don't think? She's she's sitting right in front of you. She Go. should have been Congratulations. at the airport. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
So what were we talking about? We're talking about hops uh, taking down some of the shipping containers. Okay, back to the point about her being a Democrat and Biden being a Democrat. You know, she might be able to get. I see. I don't think Ducey can do it. Ducey can't do anything about the border because he's a Republican and uh, and Biden is a Democrat. Biden just playing that game. But if you're a Democrat and you're the governor and you're Hobbs, you have to make sure that the president knows how bad things are. Yeah. And, you know, would it be nice for her to get Biden to the border? Yes, it would. I don't see that happening because that it's like. It's like come take a she's basically she's going to tell him come take take a look at the disaster that you yeah. that you that you you know in a big part have created absolutely you're letting a lot of people over you put the welcome mat out there more people are coming now millions of people are coming now because of you so and I don't we're going to get rid of there. the thing that was at least slowing some things down completely get rid of it in a few weeks and everybody's saying the same thing it's going to get so much worse than we can imagine but some of the wall or some of the shipping containers that Ducey put up you know we talked about it a couple months ago that there is a plan to really put a fence up the wall whatever you want to call it a barrier and we haven't seen anything of that yet and so is there still a plan to put the barrier up because if that's the case then you take the shipping containers down but you got to have until some until then, I don't, t- I don't move them. Yeah, so uh, Tillis, a Republican, and Cinema, uh, they've put together a, a bipartisan plan that it's so it pathway to citizenship for up to two million dreamers. Right. But also provides money, tremendous amounts, up to $80 billion for Border Patrol for everything you can think of. And on top of that, it also buys a year of Title 42, a replacement for Title 42 to keep that into. And the big thing in that is the changing of the asylum law, because both of them agree the asylum law doesn't work. People take advantage of it. There's nothing I don't like in that plan right no, now. No, no, nothing. The three or four things you just mentioned change some of the asylum laws. Yeah, I think we should definitely take a look at that because yeah. we're letting everybody in. Exactly. Are you going to let the Dreamers become Americans? They're already Americans. Let's make it official. Yeah. The Republicans are behind that. Too. Absolutely. It, 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 By it, and large, most people it, are behind most it. Of them, yeah. But we can't just go, let's do all that first, and then later on we'll no, take care of the no, border. Because no. we've heard that story before, no. and it never, ever, ever happens. How much money going into border security? 40 to $80 okay. billion. All right, that's good. More soldiers, more technology, also more judges, yeah. and a changing of the asylum law. That all sounds like normal common so sense. So is, is Kirsten Cinema was not there today. Well, who is not there and is working, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Actually working. Is she the key? To dreamers becoming citizens and Arizona getting some better border protection. The answer could be yes. Could be. Absolutely. All right. Bipartisan, by the way, which is great. Yes. All right. Coming up next. Biden is here. It's a big deal. Is Arizona's economy about to shoot through the roof? And what does it mean with all these semiconductor plants and fabs and chips and waffles? Waffles being built here next.